in that very corporate as an opportunity for you to grow even further. So mm. put your hand up mm. uh, for challenges. You don't have to put up your hand for promotion to get paid. You can put up your hand to do more than what you're doing. Um, find leaders who see you and don't get stuck um, working for a middle management, middle manager who is scared of losing you. <laughs> She's not talking about me, but not about you. Who's scared of losing you? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nine to Life, your career and life journey podcast where we interview the interesting people doing the things you'd like to do but didn't know that you could. On today's show, we've got the first CEO, the first CEO at oh, Nine no. to Life. <laughs> Audrey Mutupi, CEO of Systemic Logic, which is a management consulting company. Uh, no, it's not a management consulting company. She'll tell us all about it. Audrey, welcome to the Night to Life. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, define your, your company? You know, I, you know, one of the, the best things about it, doing anything, first of all, yes. uh, welcome to all your listeners and your viewers. Um, I'm not just a CEO. I'm, I'm the chief hustling officer, so whatever ah, that is, yes. right? Yes. But, uh, but that's the chief hustling officer and it's not a management consulting company. Got it all wrong. So okay. now you have to get your facts right. I'll get my future. facts right. I'll, so I'll it's I'll a global it. digital data innovation and cybersecurity company. So we're oh, more an execution okay. partner, not necessarily the cons- advisory part. So okay. we are a key differentiator usually is the quality of our people. The speed of execution, but it's more in, in the execution components. So yes. the focus will come and you'll get the advice. But we come in and actually a lot of what we do is the implementation stuff, whether I it's see. building uh, tech, being your partner in building the tech, being your partner in managing your cybersecurity issues okay. or in data. And I'm not talking about uh, cell phone data. I'm talking about data <laughs> analytics and stuff and data component, making sure. Yes, information. I'm sure you've heard about yes. data scientists, yeah. the information and, and, and making sure we uh, build and simplify the data lakes and that's yes. like all the overload of information in different companies uh, that you work with to streamline that and put structure around that. So Ooh. definitely not management. Definitely control. not management consulting. <laughs> We've corrected that. <laughs> it sounds interesting. I, I like how you sort of... Um, you always say the same things about what your what your company what your differentiator is in your company. We met when you when you gave a clock uh, a talk in my class, um, and you spoke about how you your differentiator. And you said it now: speed of execution, uh, people, yep. quality of people. How do you define yep, it? Absolutely, it's very quality simple. Of That's, mm. uh, the because. You know, there's no such thing as a new idea anymore out there from an innovation point of view. And um, the real assets out there are people and exp- skill and experience. So our key differentiator and everything we do is mm. the quality of our people and the speed of execution. Mm. A simple example is a lot of you are listening out there probably, and I'm going to use a simple term, so simple definition, probably know something as simple as a web developer from mm-hmm. a tech point of view yes. or building an app yes. out there. I've got teams that do that or writing software to build mm-hmm. um, an innovation technology platform. The quality of your people, if I use that example, mm-hmm. is that web developer who 
will look into the problem of the client and not just want to solve for what they've been asked to do. Mm. So they will probably look at it and say, actually, how do I actually challenge and take this further? So that the quality of it's a person who will enter into any environment, any of, any of our client environments and ask the question beyond that which we're there to solve mm. for and anticipate both the positive and the negative aspects. So enabling the teams of the, anyone that um, works with systemic logic mm. doesn't go to just solve and answer a simple problem. Mm. They have been, they, they come into an organization where they're, they're asked to use their mind in finding solutions, simplifying a problem or maximizing the value mm. for the client. If you look at the speed of execution, it's that developer who is not going to deliver on the timeline that you've agreed to. Okay. But, but earlier than you've agreed earlier. to. Earlier. Okay. I so thought you were going to say later. No, no, no. no. Earlier, earlier than you've agreed okay. to because that's okay. the speed of execution because um, in any environment, time is money. Time is of essence. Yes. Uh, if you're solving a problem for a client, mm. it means that you have to maintain their competitive advantage. Mm. And in anything that we do, that's what we're execution partners. Mm. There are three considerations that my teams have to look at all the time, mm -hmm. all of us, which is oh, in everything I'm doing right now, does it do any of the three things? Okay. Am I driving revenue enhancement for the client? Okay. Am I optimizing the costs, meaning that am I do making sure that they can get more with less mm -hmm. of a cost? point of view? Mm -hmm. Or am I mitigating the risks from a cybersecurity mm -hmm. point of view? Am I ensuring that I'm reducing the risk because risks cost organizations yes. a lot of money at this point in yes. time? So if you're co if we're constantly driving those conversations and it's, it's in the art of how you bring the team together, mm. then uh, hands down, uh, the quality of delivery to the client yes. will be very different to any of my competitors. I mean, if I were running a retail company, I'd say if you get it cheaper at so and so, come back. <laughs> come get trust me, trust me, come back. We'll do it better and cheaper. And cheaper. <laughs> sure. With value. With value. I love what you're saying. And everything that you spoke about now um, can be reflected in the different accolades that Systemic Logic has won over the years, right? Um, speak about some of them. And, and then, yeah, we can get You know, it. and I think the measure of success um, is also an acknowledgement that others recognize the work that you've yes. done. So whether it is uh, through in, uh, winning the innovation awards uh, that we had from a, from a leader uh, in the innovation platforms or our digital apps or yes. in the ICT sector, uh, personally being recognized for some of the work that we're doing in that space. Um, it's, it's at any award, and I challenge all of you who are listening, is um, it's not it's, you don't don't stand still on an award. Yes. An award is just a recognition that you're doing something right. So mm. now f reinvent and disrupt yourself further. So I don't sit in the accolades. Yeah, I actually see. sit in the challenges that are still to come. I see. And I'm thankful for the recognition that we get. Uh, and the recognition comes not only in an accolade; it comes mm. in. Uh, an email or a note or a text from a client. Thank you, yes. Thank you for the, the work Beautiful. that the team have put through. Yes. Recognition of a, an individual. When you take in um, young graduates or young young qualified data scientists and they engage with um, uh, executives yes. and you get a message from an executive quite excited about the contribution that they made or uh, what they put forward, that's an accolade. For me, the, the real accolades in my business over the years are the recognition of the individuals that are busy every day solving problems for, for clients together with clients. Beautiful. I like that. And just before, so usually we start the episode off with like an origin story, but we've, we've, we've given, we've, dove so deep into this that I want us to continue and then we'll we'll go back again. 
Does this mean that the average length of your engagements is longer than, say, for instance, a consulting company? Because you don't come in and say, do this and leave. You yeah. say, let me walk the path with you. You know, it's a, it's actually the opposite. You have to, it's, you shouldn't be looking at the length. I think it's a, it's a relationship building. It's okay. a partnership model. Okay. So, in fact, every single project that we take on board, mm -hmm. um, the advice and training to my client, my teams has always been, we need to work ourselves out of that job. Okay. So, so you can't go into an engagement of a partnership and implementation thinking like traditional consultancy that I need to leverage and extend the time frame that I'm in as this project. This is yeah, different. You have to work yeah, yourself yeah, out yeah. of a project because in doing that, yes. you're solving for the problem. Yeah. If the company, the company then chooses to continue a relationship with us, that's a different engagement solving a different a solution, a different problem. So in some cases, you might be there a year, a, a couple of months, some yeah. place a year or two. Yeah. I, I've got amazing clients who who believed in me and believed in us almost 10 years ago and are still clients. Wow. But we've done many things because mm -hmm. you have to work yourself out of a job. Because if you're, if you're, if you're stretching yourself in a role, then you're not solving the client's problem. Then you're not an execution partner. You're just making sure you're holding on to the work for yourself. And that, yes. that's not, that's not a true partnership. That's not a true partnership. No. no. The client doesn't walk away from that engagement feeling like, no. you know, they, they, they got the, the best deal out of yeah. it. I love that. Okay. Now we can dive into the origin story. <laughs> just a couple of minutes to, to take us through, um, who Aubrey is, where Aubrey grew up, um, school. Yeah. All of that. Audrey. So Audrey. Audrey. Sorry. So, <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> so Audrey. So I, I think um, I always say um, I'm an African child, mm -hmm. first and foremost. I was born and raised in exile, uh, born in Uganda, grew up in Kenya, studied in Canada, uh, got to Canada when I was about 17, 18 years of age on a yes. scholarship. Just talking about the hassle, it's being mm -hmm. intentional mm -hmm. about life. Life life gives us opportunities, even in, even in its hardships. Mm -hmm. You just have to find that opportunity to, to take that forward. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I look back at the colorful uh, background and who I am and where I've come from and, and where I'm at today, to summarize it, I am proudly African, proudly mm. South African, mm. and that's who I carry first and foremost, no matter where I find myself in the world. Mm. Even when you were in Canada, Jade, it was clear. This one doesn't is matter. African. Yes, yes, you have to. <laughs> you have to because the, the the value system, and mm. we'll talk about. I mean, speaking about origins, if I think about your podcast, it's mm. really to weave in the individuals so people can see life both ways. Yes. The, the, the simple response there is that, uh, that charity begins at home. So mm -hmm. the, the, the value system that we're raised with is yes. what carries you in whatever profession you're in today mm. and whatever company, if you're an entrepreneur, and it's a value system of the, of going back to the basics of the basic things around being trustworthy. Um, you know, uh, somebody who I can count on yes. as an example, the idea of, um, some people call it loyalty or commitment, mm. but from a value system, it's, it's somebody who actually is, is in, 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 in the African culture, we know I can count on you. It doesn't mm. matter what I need. I can, you know, go to my neighbor and yes. ask for salt and yes. milk and stuff. So it's that dependability mm. that's a given and that sense of Ubuntu that we mm. all have together. So. It, how does that translate into work? Mm -hmm. Work that I've done personally or in corporate world, it means in everything that you're doing. So um, do it in a way that you would be happy mm. if somebody was doing it to for you and to you. So whether you are uh, in an office and you've been given a piece of work to finish a proposal, 
uh, your accountant, your accountant, are you, you, you're managing a, a half year or mm. a full year. So go into that work as mm. if that's your company. So mm. personalize and, and bring your, your whole self in it. Mm. Maybe somebody else's company, somebody else's business, but you're showcasing your own effort. Mm. And in doing that, you're also building your own resilience and you're also building your, you're mastering your own art mm. of what you're doing. But mm. if you, if we do everything, in a way that I'm just doing a job. Just to I've, tick nev- a box. I've never had a job. I've actually never had a job. I've never okay. had a job description. I've never had a job. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> you, <huh? laughs> never having a job is yeah. that everything that you take on. In yeah. fact, I don't remember having a job description. You have to exceed expectations. I see. You have to push yourself to the next level. You have to say, you know, I'm kind of like my accountant job is very predictable. You know, it's like, the, you know, uh, an income statement, balance sheet, yes. you know, the things that I need to track and follow yes but am i doing it in a way that i want to exceed expectations meaning that can i do this faster than i make that is expected of me mm-hmm. can i be the first one to detect when there's a problem yes can i preempt a challenge can i uh, be the one that interprets the accounting principles yes. in a simplified manner that pulls everybody into the journey of understanding the risks that we're taking on mm. or the risks we're not taking on yes. because in, in your world, every year they're new accounting principles. Yes. Um, so how are you how are you taking that role beyond what you're paid to do at that point in time? Because then you don't have a job. Yes. Now you it's a hobby. You're you're investigating in your job. I love how you're putting it because it's more of a framing thing, right? So despite what you might have a job description, yes. but despite that, how do you go over and, and above to make sure that you are adding maximum value and you are being true to the value system that you incorporate and in, in displaying it onto the world? Yeah. You know, it's it's that whole thing of, um, at least with me, I wake up with the some principle of saying nothing's too big too small or impossible. And I'll take you back to my old days when I really did work as a consultant. (laughs) Monitor days. When I I, I worked as a consultant (laughs) and monitor group way back when consultancy. Mm. And I remember you'd come in and you start off as consultants and a lot of uh, consultants out there probably do this. Mm. And in in, in these days, we've got technology and research. Mm. And in the early days, before we went to a client pitch, as an example, we had to do research on that that company. Okay. Uh, And we would go looking for financial statements for three to five years because we want to see a a trend trend, right? Mm. And in those days, they were not digitized. So you'd have to drive around, go and figure out who the company secretaries were of the different companies and find a way of getting copies. And if you found out, if you, if you, you're creative and navigated your way enough through security and companies and staff and engagement, it's a hassle. But it's a hassle (laughs) while you're employed as a consultant. Absolutely. And you manage to collect five years worth of annual reports as the physical printed ones, right? Yeah, it's a thick. And you work through it. So make, turning it around away from being a job mm. is it's a bit like you know like a treasure hunt your treasure hunt for in my mm. mind you walk out it's a treasure hunt for annual reports and then the when you co- find them it's a treasure hunt for what the numbers are saying yes. so you run your own excel spreadsheets and you put in all the numbers for yes. you and then you do a comparative because yes. if you're looking at the retail sector you're not going to collect annual uh, uh, statements for one for company. one year no 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 you want three or four other companies you that's a lot that's 15 20 of those books you have to find somewhere and then translate that into a spreadsheet. Yes. And the exciting part is when it's like, you know, when you start seeing the trend in the numbers and you're like, and you're it's, it's, and it's, yes. <laughs> That's not a job. That's the exciting moment. <laughs> I like it. 
because now they nowadays they call it gamifying, right? <laughs> they call it you know having fun with your job, and I like I like how you saying you and and I can imagine being an exec back then, right? Where I'm thinking only my people have access to my financial yes. statements, and then here comes this company that says no, 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 we've we've done the work before you guys even decided to contract with us. Yes. This is how much work we've done to make sh- to show you guys that we are the right people and that we yes. care about making. A success of your of your company. Now that, take that same principle in everything that we do. So my teams know that. So so if if I walk into your your office mm. and expect you to give me an hour of your time, mm. then I have to be respectful enough to not come with the predictable questions yeah. or you know assume that I'm what we're walking in and we've got the job is ours. So you have to do the work beforehand, and yes. it's that that treasure hunt that my team does prior, yes. yeah. where you can find nuggets of conversations. So when you when I'm having the conversation with you, we we then starting at a point of almost an engagement of curiosity. Yes, because now we're looking at um we're not I'm not selling we're engaging on problem statements. Mm. So find the problems that you can work with. So it's like a puzzle. So find find the so so, so, so if you look at it as a job then you it can be quite frustrating for any of my analysts because they they'll it's a tick box yes. and none of them need to be on my team because our whole being yes as part of systemic logic is yes. systematically finding problems and creating solutions around that being that partner that's so beautiful how do you look for these people or better yet how do you instill the same sense of you know um treasure hunt let's make this fun let's not make this a job in your people or do you try and find those people yeah. first you know, people, I mean, I think the biggest asset for any environment is the people. 100%. And it's not just the quality of people because anyone, I've not met a single person that wakes up and come, and I say this all the time, a lot of my interviews, I've never come across anyone who wakes up in the morning to go and mess up their jobs. Mm-mm. No one. Because everybody wakes up with a sense, I'm going to make a difference in whatever I'm doing. I'm going to be the best researcher today. Mm. I'm going to be the best, you know, uh, um, the data analyst. Mm. I'm going to be the best, whatever you call it. Mm. And I think the, it's, it's in the culture that you create and the environment ah. that you put forward. So we have a value system mm. that we're very uh, clear about. Mm. And our, every single one of our team members is aware of that value system. Mm. We exceed expectations. Mm. Um, you know, that, Teamwork is important, so it's mm. not about I, it's about we and how we do that. Uh, and in exceeding that expectations, it's how we do that with humility. We mm. engage and manage with humility. There's a sense of curiosity in what we do all the time. 100%. Um, and that attention to detail in mm. things that we do. So I said you must get always get things done the way you want it to be done to you. Yes. And then you need to empower individuals because everybody has something st- better to, 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 to bring up to the table. Mm. Um, at Systemic Logic, we've created, um, what we call a culture club, a systemic logic culture club. Okay. It's run by the teams. I mean, it's like the other way around. I've always had this vision of, of having your own business where the, your own teams are leading yes. the business and the yes. culture of their business. And the culture team includes everything from our interns to our more established um, engagement directors and leaders and the techies. Yes. Uh, and they challenge each other. So, okay. you know, we have um, hackathons that we run with ourselves. You can't sell a hackathon to a client if, if your own entire team doesn't know what a hackathon is oh, about. So we've I got see. to sometimes uh, throughout the year where our teams have to run hackathons with problem statements of how to better the company. So there's oh, like hackathons wow. around finding solutions 
questions for the company. They have to pitch. We've got pitch days where yes. they have to come and pitch uh, their ideas yes. as part of the hackathon where we fund those ideas, which are fun ideas internally, okay. where they solve for it. So you're now mimicking. You're creating a team structure where yes. you're mimicking some of the challenges that they will find in the client by making them they're the first to solve for that. If I look at um, one of the products that have come out of our culture club is our, t- the, our, our digitized time management uh, system that we utilize, a systemic logic, mm-hmm. was an idea from some of our interns and our own teams. And they had oh, to build, they took it from an ideation process all yes. the way to building the technology. Yes. Now you'd ask, why was that important? We've all come out of a, a COVID period. The whole idea of, um, um, hybrid models of work, yes. ways of working wherever you are. Yes. Uh, my teams are working on client sites, different countries, et cetera. Mm. So it's, it's a system that allows me to, allows them to feel that they're being, um, they're, they're logging their time, but it's in, it's, it's in, it's in a way that is visible to everyone. So yes. my hours, my genuine hours that I put in are now acknowledged because there's a system we've designed that is, it's, it's not a top down, it's mm. a bottom up it's system. A bottom up, yes. So now I'm able to be visible to some of the time spent prior. So if, if in back in the day, and I follow mm-hmm. back in the day, <laughs> my leaders knew how many hours it took to drive around finding those annual reports as an example, and then putting them in a spreadsheet. Yes. Perhaps there would have been a different recognition, appreciation for the work that was done. And I'm not mm. saying I wasn't appreciated. I had to grow. But this way, in the new age of technology, yes. in my environment, the culture of building the real good quality people mm. is by empowering them I and see. by empowering them to using examples of the challenges that clients have mm. to test those examples and f- build solutions for systemic logic yes. as if we're building solutions for the client. I like what you're saying now because it speaks to that fundamental principle of saying you, before you can ask your clients to disrupt themselves, mm. right, with these new ideas, whatever you're generating from them, you can show even yourself that we do it internally. So we know this works, yeah. right? We do it internally. We, we develop our people like this because they are, they are, they are dealing with real life problems, not just yeah. on paper scenarios that might be limited because they don't take into account the real complexities of the day to day. Right. And then how do you then, after you've done this now, you've done this, you've done the hackathon. How do you sell it to your clients or do you, yeah, how do you sell so, it to your clients? And so I, I think the selling is the wrong word because okay. you, the hassle is about making sure that you find a partner, a client partner whose problem statement yeah. relates to something you, you, you can partner to fix and solve. Okay. So some of the, the hackathons that have been driven through the company mm. and the ideas and the ideation and the problem statements actually mm. make it easy to find that partner because mm. Because you take, uh, the, uh, we've been able to productize, create products okay. out of the, some of the work that has been done by the teams. Beautiful. Um, and, and the real, real, real important part of anyone and anything that we do, mm. you have to listen and then go into a conversation and have a relevant engagement around the problem statement. Oh, so you have wow. to listen. And part of listening is doing research. Mm. So you, I always say to my teams, you can't, we can't walk into a client setup. Mm-hmm. ready to sell a product uh, when on that very day they've been in the newspaper and have suffered masses, lo- ma- massive losses because of a particular problem that is very in a complete opposing view to what we're trying to put forward. So, so, so listen, and listening is not just what you hear. Yeah. It's what you see. It's what you read. So that the principle of the research and finding the trend, I'm bringing the same thread, mm. the trend's your friend. So the trend's your friend 
in finding the data information, but the trend is also your friend in being relevant in understanding your clients before mm. you go and sell to them. You don't mm. just knock on the door and say, we're here. We're here, yeah. So you have to also track and see what are the trends, what are the picks and trolls? Are they struggling with the revenue generation? Mm. Are they challenged with cost optimization? Mm-hmm. Are they really good at risk management? If they're really good at risk management, don't talk cybersecurity when you go there. Mm-hmm. Talk about cost optimization. So don't go and <laughs> engage on something that they're the best of class yeah. in the market. I can tell them you need Yes, I see. So, so be relevant. I understand. And the majority of your engagements, do they... What is the mix? Because I'm sure there's both, right? How much of them do you go out and get based on... What you said now, we've solved the problem. So we look around and see who else is, is, is struggling with this problem. And then we go and approach them with the solution that we might, that might have worked for us. And how much of it is people that say, Hey, we've got this problem. Please solve it for us. You, you guys know, have never seen this and but you have to deal with it. You know, and that's why I like to use the words of partnerships. It's not so It's a yes. partnership model that you build. Um, and it doesn't matter how small the client is, mm-hmm. uh, that comes on board with a problem that we can solve. Mm-hmm. That's your partner, whether it's a short-term engagement or long-term engagement. And you'll find that over time, experience will show you if you, if you track record, if you, if, if your proof point is there, if you have exceeded expectations mm. and the quality of your people and the speed of execution mm. has been better than the competitor mm. and you've managed to leave value behind mm-hmm. to the client, you will get that callback for another mm. problem. But all equally, if you do mess up mm. and you don't deliver your two expectations, mm. be the first person to say we've made a mistake and then take the consequences of that and yes. say, which we've done, I've done. You had to grow up when you're running a business, which you say, you don't have to pay for that piece of work, actually, because we've messed up and we're going to actually redo it at our own cost and do it better. So even knowing how to be the first to say, I actually haven't delivered to my promise in itself later gives you clients because you're that you you become a trustworthy partner. Yeah. So don't try and blame the client's uh, team. Don't try and walk away from your own mistakes. Don't yes. try and hide the mistake. Own up to it because we're all human. Yeah, of course. So things happen. Okay. So you just your partnership model will survive and your ability to attract those clients as a repeat client mm. will depend on the two things, how you deliver on your promise mm. and how you respond when you've made mistakes to deliver. Mm. That's so important because it's like you're saying, it, it's a way to build trust, right? Now that, we, now that you've come forth and said, look, this is my bed, we trust you even going forward to say, if something goes wrong, there's um, systemic logic that's going to say, look, guys, I feel like, so it's not, it's not just about getting business and, yeah. you know, um, invoicing, for instance, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's a change of framing. I like how you frame it. It's a partnership. And, 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 and for any entrepreneur listening, I mm. mean, sending out those invoices is great. It's fine. We all love it. Mm. But that can't be the focus point. Mm. You can't be. That's why I keep coming back to building a partnership, partnership. model. Because there risk both ways. Yes. By the time, it, you know, it takes... Six to 12 months, sometimes 12 to 18 months to land a project. So put that there. So your pipeline building is important. Six to 12 months, 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. But if your, if your journey into that process mm-hmm. was one of a great relationship building and relationship building is not just me mm-hmm. and the CEO and the executive and stuff. Mm-hmm. Your relationship building, by the way, is more important with every single one of your team members where they're sitting. It's a bottom up. It's a top down. So the trust levels 
have to with me saying how great we are is not important. Mm. The proof of the pudding, my team showcasing how good we are is more important than me being in a meeting, selling, selling the process, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because I always say take six to 12 months yeah. or 12 to 18 months to land a good big project. Yes. It takes six minutes, sometimes one minute for my team to destroy that project <laughs> and how they walk <laughs> in and deliver. So you have to always balance mm. how you enter and how you live what you say versus what you do. Because mm. what I say is nothing if what my teams go and do something different. Ooh. One would assume that because you place so much reliance on the delivery of your team, that would involve you being very closely, like working very closely with your teams, almost micromanaging to say, guys, I put my neck on the line for this. You guys must deliver. How do you navigate that practically? So, you know, there's no, there's no room and it's a good question. There's no yeah. room not to get into the detail because mm. in my whole, um, career and uh, growth and stuff, yes. I'm, I'm known to have pay a lot of attention to detail. Yes. And I'm known to, when something's really important, mm. I will be on your case. You'll be there. I will be like making sure it's right <laughs> and done. And once you can prove it's working, yeah. you're empowered. I'll set you free. So, oh, it's, so you, wow. there's no, it's that balance. There's a balance between being uh, involved or an accountable and abdicating responsibility. So yes. you can never as an entrepreneur abdicate. abdicate the responsibility of the quality of the output you've Ooh. promised. Because the minute you do that, but you need to find a balance. You yes. can't micromanage all the time. Mm. But I can tell you for free, any new sign on big clients, my team it's knows. Get it. we, we, are, we, are, we are on top of that. And we are making sure that yeah. the promise and the commitment, yeah. we're making sure in two ways. We're making sure that the, 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 the team has the tools that they need to yes. be empowered. And I'm making sure that the quality of that output is important okay. and that the engagement leaders who are leading those teams yeah. understand the tight time frames. So if mm. we're supposed to deliver in 12, 12 weeks, yes. we should be looking at an eight-week turnaround time. Jeez. So if it's an eight-week <laughs> turnaround time, what does it mean? Yes. So so you do you in I want to be careful. Do you intentionally set a higher target? Or do you say this is what the market would deliver it in? And we we're gonna deliver it in less. No, you don't do that because mm. you 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 have to be guided by the work that you go yes. in. So you have to. So this, when I talk about speed of execution, yeah. you have to have people who um, effectively. If I convert that, is I, I started off by saying I, I've never had a job. Mm. So you have to find something that you get into and you get your mind into. So. Mm. When you find something you really enjoy, you have mm. to immerse yourself in it. So that when mm. I talk about the speed of execution is every single one of my team members, when they partner with a the client, they have to be the client. Mm. So they can't be systemic logic. They have to be the client that they're working with because you have to immerse yourself in the challenges of the client, of the as, client. as if it was you are the shareholder. Yes. So once you walk into a, a, an environment partnering with a client like that and you yeah. morph your mindset to mm. being the shareholder, mm naturally you're going to start thinking differently about how to accelerate Absolutely. to ensure that you're spending less time mm. because less time means more money for the client mm. um, um, or, or less time means a good value for the client. Mm. Um, and you have to find ways of, of being innovative so mm. that the speed of execution forces you to innovate in how you solution. So, mm. so you don't, it's not something we walk in with saying, we're going to do this in eight weeks. Mm. It's, it's, it's framing the team's mindset mm. and then forcing the team and forcing ourselves to go into the mindset. Okay. We're now 
We're now operating as, you know, Absolutely. We're operating, yeah, as, the client, we're operating yes. as wherever. We're yes. now the client. I'm mm. not into the client. Okay. So it means, does this mean the working hours are very long there, systemic logic? We've got, uh, I wouldn't call it, I think quality of life is important to the yes. balance of life in what yes. we do. But um, I mentioned we're not, it's not the I, it's the we. So you've got a yes. team of experts. So if you've got the best data analyst mm. and you've got the best developer, and you've got a young intern who is in between, you know, a cost optimization self expert, the best researcher, uh, and the design person. So you, so you, you, you're building a team and a culture mm. where I can count on your strength mm. to marry my strength, mm. to cover my weaknesses, mm. but I can also count on your strength to accelerate your phase so that we can all have time to breathe so that that, that negotiation yes. of how you manage that work-life balance is a team negotiation Aha. so you can't let the team down because if you if if i have a bride to go to over yes. the weekend yes. and a client's up is due uh on a friday yeah um you know, let's make sure it's done on a Thursday so we can all breathe. Uh, so that on a Friday we and have we work together and, as a team and, to and get And sometimes this done. if mm. we let each other down, then mm. we're all working on that weekend. Because then I also know uh, that I let I let the team down, down. So I'm gonna give up my bride. So it's a so you have to empower your teams and it has to be a culture uh, where you're closing the gaps together. Yes. I was gonna ask because now you've set the culture so that this happens automatically. People know that if they if they let their teams down, they're gonna have to. It's gonna affect everyone. It doesn't just affect you. You're not yeah. just letting yourself down. You know, I mean, and 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 way to do that is, I mean, I, I mean, about eight years ago, I experimented about now actually ten years ago, almost ten years ago. So the company experimented with systemic logic, and I said to every single person coming, I said, you know, because I believe I wake up every day to create jobs and to create wealth because mm -hmm. we all, our lives have to improve. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to every single person, including the interns, that you, you will write your own check. You, I'm not going to tell you how much you need to get paid. You need to tell me how much you want to get paid. Based on your effort. Right? Now, to be able to, to get paid what you want to be paid, yes. not just based on your effort, yeah. the success rate of what we're doing. Okay. It means that you're now holding yourself accountable because mm. if I, if I need to get paid 10K more than I already am. Yeah. It means that if I keep letting the team down and it, the project costs us and we're losing the margins because we're now delayed on the turnaround time uh, and there's there's nothing to go around, it means I'm going to get paid less. Mm. I let myself down. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to write down a check and say I want to get paid this much, mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that from a sales point of view, the, if I'm a researcher, the information I hand over to my engagement lead to take through is beyond perfect because mm. I want to, I want my check. I want to write my own mm. check, mm. right? Mm. So I want when my, my review, my performance review, and I'm sitting in front of my manager, I want them, I want them to have no reason, no reason to, to say that I, I didn't earn what I asked for at the beginning of the year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's an interesting question or interesting in my mind. It seems like once, especially because you said you, you want your people to immerse themselves in the environments of the clients. Once the engagement is done and they're happy, the client might be tempted to say, geez, man, you know, Tabi saying there's systemic logic. I want that girl. I want her to solve my problems. Yeah. Is how, how much of a reality is it for you? As in how much do clients poach your people and how do you manage it? You know, ah, I think the word poach or any, any negative inferences yes. always create a negative response yes. and return. 
Um, so you have to walk in knowing that if I'm going to position myself as having the best, the best people, people and the quality of the people. And I have to create a pipeline that keeps going. And I need to be quite open with the clients. Uh, and so we've had situations where we've worked with the clients yes. and and actually send people through to them to mm-hmm. take on different roles. So you have to set people free as well because people yes. have to grow. And I've, we've had I have examples of team members who have gone to do different things with different clients, have gone and gone, gone and come back, gone and come back. And three times later, they're coming back to systemic logic <laughs> because the, 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 the formula internally is very different. There's a yes. secret source to how, how they're, they're made to fill in that environment. And I'm a believer in any environment, you have to set your people free mm-hmm. to go and gain more experience elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They will come back. And if they don't okay. come back directly into the company, yeah. they'll come back as a client into the future. Ah, yes. Or they'll come back as a reference. Or yes. they'll come back as uh, okay. a, a recruiter okay. of new talent for you. So yes. either way, if they've had a great experience, they're going to help you find new great talent. Yes. They're going to come back to you as a client yes. or they're going to help you find other clients yes. for their reference. So don't hold back great people. I love that. So this means you are constantly then updating your pipeline you know okay Mandla is a superstar right now at any point Standard Bank might say I need Mandla so you need someone that's going to be able to fill in the, the gap that Mandla will will leave if he leaves or when he leaves no you you don't even start from that point mm. of view you just want to create you just want to make sure that every single person in your team is noticed yes if they're recognized for yeah. whatever they do yeah you've done a great job You've done a great job. You've done yeah. a great job. Yes. If you're into, if you're, it's about growing people. I, I mean, in ten, another ten years from now, mm. I want uh, any intern, any data scientist, any techie, any uh, engineer, yes. any it doesn't matter, optimization expert, mm. any uh, uh, strategic expert, consultant. We've got consultants as well mm-hmm. that has gone through systemic logic is sitting somewhere in any other organization, and they're rubber stamped. They anything they touch and do. They are known to have come through the training that the was, that is logic. systemic logic. Ah. <laughs> so yes, we need to multiply. So I need to multiply. It's beautiful. Get that talent out. There's a time where I was, I was very proud and I still am. Yes. Uh, and um, it just warms my heart to know that uh, that I probably uh, sit with some of the best female data scientists, mm. female data analysts, black female country. data analysts, yes. for black female data scientists, Forget the country into into Africa into else. I can put I can take them anywhere in the world and they'll shine and they'll shine and anywhere in the world they'll beautiful. be taken and that's something beautiful. We that have is. to celebrate that. Absolutely. We have to multiply. I can't hold them back. Absolutely. I have to multiply. No, you have to. I love what you're saying and 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 I agree with it 100. percent I'm just thinking about it now as a middle manager, where I have someone that I rely on very much on my team, and in the immediate, in the long term, of course, I want this person to succeed. I want them to be able to reflect the training and the culture and everything that we built in this team. But now when they leave, <laughs> this gap, <laughs> it, is it too, too, too short term thinking? Don't be a doctor, no. There's a time in my corporate world, I yes. it's called middle managers, doctor knows. <laughs> you know, that creme brulee, like everybody else, you know, the creme brulee dessert's great and you have yes. top management. Yes. That crack when you try crack, that's middle management at the top is a nice squeeze off. So I'm glad you raised it on me. And, and, and it's an important place to go because yes. I think the challenge is not about being a middle manager or not. Yes. I think there are a lot of leaders out there who 
um, suddenly get threatened mm. by the greatness below them. Of the people. Oh. Threatened by the greatness below them. Ooh. So don't be threatened by the greatness below you because yes. the greatness below you is a testament to your greatness. Yes. So the minute you start getting threatened by the greatness beyond, below you, you're saying you're not great. Yes. So you're, you're casting a shadow on yourself and you're saying, I don't believe I in myself to or build create another one. and create another uh, one. I don't believe in my own ability to okay. lift others and to grow others. <laughs> so now I'm threatened. Yes. So because I'm threatened, I'm going to hold them down. I'm not going to recommend them for promotion. Oh. I'm not going to move them to another department. I'm not uh, going to take them to a meeting yes. because God forbid my boss notices they're really bright, maybe brighter than I am. Uh, a true leader, yes. a great leader will always surround themselves with people who are brighter than brighter they are. Brighter than they are. Yeah. That unlocked something in me. <laughs> that last part wasn't unlocked. Can we <laughs> can we go back to your corporate days? Um I know you were in corporate for quite some time. Yes. You were a let me not say a bit. You were a trailblazer in your corporate life. Can you talk about that a bit? Once you left management consulting no, no, no. Well, consulting consulting. You love this management consulting. I was back. So yes, I left that uh, SABC ahead of strategy and then Liberty Life and, yes. and Standard Bank. Um, but I, I think the conversation, and I know you have had, and I have had it before mm. when I first met you, mm. is really the challenges in corporate. Mm. And for a young professional listening today mm-hmm. in the corporate world, Absolutely. how do you reach your potential? How do you become that best, the best that you, or you can? And how do you showcase your value? I think 100%. the corporate world comes with challenges of, you know, there's this hierarchy, there's structures mm, around that. And my only advice to anyone listening is that uh, whatever you're doing, mm. whatever your trade is, try and be the best you can as a start, but mm. also try and leverage all the opportunities in corporate. Mm. So make sure that you're in a, you're working for a leader who sees you and is not scared to expose but you to others. Mm. Make sure you're constantly looking at opportunities to grow in that corporate. If I l- use my simple example, at Liberty, when I first joined, I joined as the um, group HR executive. Within months, I took on the role of corporate affairs in addition to that. Okay. Uh, and then shortly after that was head of strategy, you know, really? head of legal, yeah. um, head of stakeholder management until they covered it all together into something called the chief executive of group strategic services because I had Jeez. all the business units uh, effectively in the support functions except yes. finance and IT yes. that were reporting into me. And and that's really coming from wherever you're sitting in that very corporate as an opportunity for you to grow even further. So mm. put your hand up mm. uh, for challenges. You don't have to put up your hand for promotion to get paid. You can put up your hand to do more than what you're doing. Um, find leaders who see you and don't get stuck um, working for a middle manager, middle manager who's scared of losing you. <laughs> He's, she's not talking about me, but not about you. Who's scared of losing you? Because uh, and and then have those conversations of growth because yeah. a lot of South Africa, South African corporations, listed entities, or non-listed yeah. entities. We're really a country that grows people. Mm. South African companies love to educate uh, their staff. So go and meet, visit HR and see what opportunities are there for you to take a course while you're working, Mm. to get your MBA, get your diploma if you don't have it, get your degree, uh, you know, get into a new area. Mm -hmm. So move from finance to IT, go and learn about IT in the digital space Uh, and, you know, go into a department you never would have thought of. So take those risks. So I think for me, the real message for anyone listening today is Mm. you can shape 
that professional that you want to be in yeah. any environment, but you have to be the master of your own journey in that mm. space. And you have to make sure that you are, you are, you're focused on what you want to do. Yes. And then find sponsors in that environment. Sponsors. Find a sponsor. I am not standing here today because I am me, myself, and I. I've had amazing men and women in my career who've either sponsored me sometimes indirectly. Yes. So your work sometimes will speak for you. And your, your sponsor is probably sitting in a meeting and, and they're judging your work positively. Mm. And then they ask a simple question, who did this? When that sponsor finds you, walk that path because they've now opened another door for you. Yes. <laughs> this is beautiful. I'm loving this conversation. Um, you spoke about shifting or pivoting as, as they'd refer to it these days. You are in IT, you feel like you've applied yourself in IT, you want to go, you know, try your hand at HR. From what I heard you say now, you said, start with where you are now. Start with where you are now. Obviously, because your work will speak for you, it'll get you into those rooms and then learn about the other environment so that when it's time to move, you already have that exposure. Is is that what you, would that well, be a good characterization? It could be. I think the pivoting issue is a case of um, you need to find and trace and follow your passion. So okay. don't don't be scared to try something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pivoting is also finding out from your colleagues in other departments what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and studying. I mean, these days online, Udemy, there's so many free courses Absolutely. of things that you could be pivoting towards if it's IT. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you could be pivoting into, you know, making sure that if you're in a, in a, a retail space or even a telco space, mm. you want a managerial position, mm. leading people. What does mm. that mean? So if you're working alone, some people also prefer to work on their own. Mm. Uh, what does that mean? Are you a back office person or your front office person? Mm. So pivot to where you're comfortable. Okay. What you need to do. And there is no, there's no formula to how to do it successfully. The only mm. formula is you and how bold you are to take the risks to put in the time mm. and disrupt yourself. And <laughs> and then once you've done that, mm. to say, okay, what can I do with this? I see. So not necessarily thinking about it from a, I want to do this, no. but from a, this is what I'm great at and this is what energizes me. So exactly. So find, find what you enjoy doing. Mm. Do you enjoy marketing? If you look at the marketing team, mm. but you're sitting there as an accountant going, <laughs> you know, I'm going to come to the accountant and you, I really, <laughs> really want to be doing the marketing stuff. You go, I get this. I can position our company differently. Yes. Speak to your marketing people. Mm. Read about marketing. See, is that where your heart, is that the rhythm to your heart, your music, you know? I How mean, do you do that without stepping on toes? Because not everyone is like, we'll take it in that. In that fashion, right? To say, shame that the poor kid wants to learn. Let me. Some people say, yeah, this one is trying to encroach in my territory. What's happening? Then how do you do? You, do you know, it? I think, I think, in, I think, in closing, it's mm. uh, for me. And mm. I say in closing. You see, I'm closing your own show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're almost there. So we're almost there. So you actually, you I'm felt just looking it. at you. I'm looking, I'm closing. I'm thinking oh. your own show. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> But uh, but uh, I think that you got to come back to yourself. Yes. I mean, you call this nine to life. Yes. If it's nine to life, mm-hmm. um, there's no such thing as I'm now wearing my work suit uh-huh. uh, and I'm studying work and That's stuff. That's the interesting so thing. It's, it's, so the nine to life means you, 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 you know, you, we, we hear the stories of 
know, so-and-so was always a dancer. You know, they like, you know, they would perform for the family and stuff and things. And now it's, you know, and now they're Rihanna or something, yeah. you know. So we have those stories of the famous people. And yes. So in nine to life, every one of us, there's something. There's something you were born to do. Yes. And there's something you enjoy. Yes. Let the sun not set without you figuring out what it is you're born to do. So, I, okay, I like what you say. Well, this is how I'm, this is my takeaway. So if, if you're, if you're gonna do marketing or if, if marketing is the thing that you found and you've decided, yeah. oh, this is it, it doesn't matter if you're gonna step on toes or how people are gonna interpret it. You're gonna find a way to make it work. You will find a way to respectfully, respectfully find a way, value yes. system, respectfully, respectfully yes. find a way to, to, to do it. Yes. You'll find a way to do it away from your current engagement. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have to be in the same area. You're gonna, you're gonna go and, um, read about you. You're gonna go to marketing activations. Mm-hmm. You're gonna speak to somebody in that space. You're gonna feel it. You're gonna make time on the weekend. You're gonna make time to go into you know, I'm using marketing as an example. Yes. If IT is something you're good at, uh, you're gonna find time after hours or in the evening to go online and learn how to code. Uh-huh. Teach yourself or find out what it is. Yes. If finance is your thing and you never really had an opportunity to do that. You're gonna go back and do finance for non-financial managers or you're gonna take a course, you're gonna enroll. I yes. said corporate love to educate the employees. Go and mm. go and dare to do something different. Mm. I have come across people who I have done things differently. I've got an amazing client mm. uh, for one of my, my banks, Access Bank, actually a Nigerian bank, yes, Access Bank yes. Group. Dr. Herbert, Herbert Vigway, one of the founders and of the, owners wow. of Access okay. Bank. And recently, I mean, during COVID, mm. decided he wants to get a law degree. I mean, this is somebody who is a partner CEO wow. and is already running um, a very respectable institution that's Massive. global. Yes. Uh, but he went back to school and is, you know, to study law so he can get a law degree and wow. is starting a university in Nigeria and stuff. I mean, Herbert is in his mid to late fifties, I think, wow. at this point yes. in time. Uh, and he's still going back to school. So inspired me. Yeah. Okay, Audrey, what are you going to, what are you going gonna... to get next? <laughs> but the point I'm making is mm. you don't have to wait for somebody to tell you, I'm, I want to do the marketing. Go and do it. Yeah. Now here's an accountant, a yes. CA who founded a bank, yes. who, a successful bank, mm. wakes up one day and said, maybe I need to be a lawyer now Good as well. <laughs> Huh? Yes. Uh, I mean, like, go and Google him, Dr. Herbert Wigway. Herbert Wigway. Yes. Google. We'll, we'll uh, put the name in the Access, Access PLC. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but that's an example I'm giving of it's never too late to pivot mm. and do something else. Will he stop running an, a huge institution and developing other things? Maybe not. But he's going to the sun will set uh, him knowing that he just then became a lawyer. Hmm. So that's a challenge even to me at uh, yes. at 53. The question is, what's going to be my next big thing? Yes. And and have you have you found the answer? Or I'll get thinking? it. When I find it, it will, <laughs> it will come back. But uh, I definitely was challenged when I spoke to him once and that's he was busy beautiful. working on his degree to be a lawyer. That's so beautiful. Because someone would say, yeah. that guy has made it. What more does he need? Yeah. You know? But it's like a, it's like a personal thing, a personal disruption thing. Yeah. I love that. Self-disrupt. I so, love that, that. so you're not stepping on anyone's toes, as yes. you said. Just follow your, you're doing what are you meant to do? Love that. Yeah. And, and I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation today is we're looking at the same thing just from different angles. So it's just a framing thing, right? I say stepping on toes. No, it's disrupting yourself. You see, so focus on that and not yeah, the... Yeah, but, but then it's a, it's a negative or positive. Because mm. when you say stepping on toes, mm. that's your generation. You guys need to reframe positively mm. not negatively so when you say stepping on someone's toes if I step on your toes it hurts 
right? <laughs> so why are you intentionally going to hurt somebody? <laughs> so reframe it to positive, yes, right? I yes. mean, it's not step your partner with that person. Go and see that marketing person and engage around your vision, your dream. Position it as your dream. My dream mm. is to be a marketer. Please, how did you get there? Help mm. me. But if you're waiting to step on my toes, I'll go out and I'll probably kick you and say sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. No. So reframe to, posit- to the positive. Don't, yes. Don't don't um, don't immediately bring in a negative con- construct yes. to your own personal journey. Yes. Re- even in painful moments, even when you're really down, as yeah. entrepreneurs, when you're like really down and you're like, "Geez, that's what you do." Find the light. Yes. And then focus on that light. Yes. Because then, then, then you're opening yourself to positive things. Beautiful. I love that. Okay. So before you close the show, now, we usually ask yes, our Yes, it's your show. You need to close yes. the show. Yes. No, no, no. I'm definitely closing the show. I'm taking it back. It's <laughs> mine. <laughs> before love we it. close the show, we ask our guests three questions. We always ask each and every guest these three questions. Just to sort of compare and contrast. It's always fun to see the similarities, the differences. We get very vast different um, answers. First question, what in your career and life now? Remember, this is nine to life. What has been your, your biggest win? And this is this is the part of the show where you get to brag and you get to talk oh, about no, my, my achievements. I, enough, funny enough, no, I'm not going to brag like that. So my <laughs> achievements, my, my biggest win has not yet happened in my life. Oh. So let's start. Let's put that. So the brag part, my, I've only just begun. So my biggest win has not happened yet because okay. uh, one of the visions was I need to build an, an African-owned, African-woman-owned and company, execution digital tech company yes. that could end up being seen as the likes of Accenture and Capgemini and all the other big ones oh, in the future. So my biggest win is still on its, its way. Coming. That's coming. So that hasn't come through. <laughs> but to me. answer your question yeah. around that, I think uh, every day is a win. Mm. Every day that you as mm. an entrepreneur or you as a professional, mm. every day that you succeed mm. in achieving the impossible is a big win. So mm. every day in my journey to date, uh, even sitting here and saying to you that, it, I mean, I left corporate 10 years ago. Yes. The fact that the company is going 10 years, 10 years. later, that's a win. That's, that's a huge. win, but not my biggest win. Yes. Not yet. Not yet. I love that. We had someone on the show saying, no, guys, you guys want me to jinx my future. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything is my biggest win. Uh, no, no, no. It's not about jinxing. Mm. I'm yeah. on the journey. I'm understand, determined. Understand, yeah. yeah. The, flip side, the second question is the flip side now. Yeah. What was the biggest loss? And from that, what was the biggest lesson? I think the biggest lesson um, for me, and it, it, you turn it into a positive, the biggest mm-hmm. lesson in going as an entrepreneur and starting a um, new business was the, the assumption that just because you're starting and you have this track record of everything you've done, you know, I'm going to call you, let's see what you're going to, you know, it's done. <laughs> you know, um, my work, my pipeline yes. is given because you know what I've done. No, my biggest lesson was the minute you step away from uh, any role, Support. any role yes. as an institution in any corporate culture, in any environment, and you start as an in- entrepreneur. My biggest lesson was you're starting from, from zero. Scratch. It's from scratch. So Audrey, buddy, 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 with all those accolades you talk about all, all the 10 years ago, starting this, <laughs> nothing. You start from scratch. Whew. And in that lesson, in that lesson, mm. never forget mm. who you are. Mm what you stand for, your value system, and what your vision and your dreams are. That's that's such an important lesson. That's such an important lesson because a lot of people do it in corporate. They have an idea of how it's going to look when they're doing it independently. And geez, they need someone to shake them and say, listen, brother, 
This is a totally different thing, you know? Yeah. I love that. Last question. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, which is, okay, let's frame it as chief hustling officer. If you weren't a chief hustling officer, what would you be doing? I'd be hustling something else somewhere. I mean, I'd still, still be hustling because remember, <laughs> I, am living, I am living my vision and my vision is to create jobs ah. and to create wealth. My favorite days in my company, when yeah. I wake up, my favorite messages yeah. that I get and I get passionate about that yes. is when I get an email which has gone to the whole company where we're welcoming a new person. Oh. Oh. My heart goes boom, boom, boom. Like that's like, a new person in that's the like company. A, a, a but that's fresh a, canvas. That's mm. a, it's not even fresh canvas. It's like, actually, wait a minute. Like I now I'm multiplying and there's a new person who's joining us. So it's oh. that whole case of creating jobs. Yes. We live in a country where we do need to create those jobs. Mm -hmm. We do need to get to a point where we proud as Africans mm. because we built our own enter uh, enterprises. Mm. Uh, we are creating opportunities for African children and mm. we're very proudly African about mm. them, South African mm. children, where things are homegrown. Mm. It has to be homegrown and ho what we put forward. So if I think about it, if I wasn't doing this, I'd mm. be doing something else, but it's similar, which is something living my vision yes. around right here, right now. Mm. I've got only one vision, create jobs, you and create that. wealth. So I every deal, every new project, so when yes. I hustle out there, every new client, mm. every new project yes. creates jobs. Yes. Right? Yes. Every every my team knows. Every account that we lose, mm. people are losing jobs Ish. somewhere. So we 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 are all aligned in this vision of creating mm. jobs. Whatever problem we're solving, because I want to get to that space. Yes. I want to go to a space where we wake up one day and I'm driving and I'm saying, you know what, I can now retire because you know what? I did it. We did good. I mean, whoever we dreamt of creating companies that have 20,000, 30,000 yes. people, it started somewhere. Yes. Somebody had a vision. Uh, right. And yes. in South Africa, we need more companies, more entrepreneurs succeeding that are creating tens of thousands of job opportunities. Mm -hmm. So we can, it, we can replicate and multiply yes. with every job. Every job I create as a South African child, every South African child employed in my company, mm. there are 10 beneficiaries at a minimum. Yes. That's beautiful. That's a great place to close. <laughs> <laughs> Obi, thank you so much for making it. Thank you so much for trusting us with your, th your story and sharing it on 9 to Life. You have closing remarks before you close the mouth. I think you closed it out perfectly. No, I think I did close out perfectly, but I just want to wish you well. I <laughs> think, you. uh, Lisa, I think what you're doing is also a hassle of stuff. It is. And, um, I'm not, I don't want to be the first and only CEO. You're going to get even many more CEOs come through. So that's a closing. I was driving here thinking, what am I doing on my <laughs> Saturday coming to this? And, 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 and I, and I think the message there is, um, I'm here. I came today because mm -hmm. I believe in your hassle. And uh, from anyone listening, so we need, you need more subscribers. Subscribe. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> when I find, make sure Systemic Logic subscribes to this oh, as well. Lovely. So that's me paying it forward Fantastic. and saying we're going to subscribe to this. But the point I'm saying, believe in yourself mm. and I'm proud of what you're doing. And so get this show going. I want to come back 10 years. I want to be a guest in a 10-year rewind, re rewind the of all the people yes. you started with. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll be Thank back. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you'll definitely be black. I appreciate those kind words. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. You heard what the lady said. Subscribe, leave a comment who you want to see next. Um, also leave a review if you enjoyed the, the show, what, what you enjoyed about the show. Um, thank you. I'll see you guys on the next episode. And to life, killing the game.
beautiful. Oh, I love that episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs>